You're listening to Reporters and Reported, a podcast from Cardiff University School of Journalism, Media and Culture. In each episode brought to you by the MA Broadcast Journalism students, we'll bring you insights and interviews with key people in the news industry. We'll examine the challenges, opportunities and threats facing journalism, while getting tips about the best way to follow a career in the media. Me, Eleanor Dealey and Rhiannon Picton-James will be speaking to Eleanor Mills, the Editorial Director of the Sunday Times, Editor of the Sunday Times Magazine and Chair of Women in Journalism. So Eleanor, thank you so much for coming in today. You had a really interesting lecture with us. Um, A lot of the questions that you were asked were about feminism and being a woman in journalism. And you mentioned that if you're good at your job and speak up for yourself, you'll do fine when working in male-dominated industries. Do you think there are challenges specifically for younger journalists and women to kind of find their voice and to stand up for themselves early in their careers? I think that we women coming into the industry have to remember that we are coming in against a thousand years of patriarchy, which has basically tried to uh, silence women's voices and keep them down and tell women that they're valued for being kind of likeable and towing the line. And actually, that's completely useless if you want to be a journalist. You've got to be a bit uppity, a bit nosy, ask some ask questions that people don't particularly like, make make remarks that they probably don't agree with, comment on stuff, and generally be a kind of uppity, noisy woman. And so I think it's very important for women, particularly entering the profession, to kind of have taken that on board and to realise that there's quite a lot of cultural baggage that's not them personally, it's not their fault if they feel a bit kind of anxious about speaking up or they're kind of worried that they're, you know, that they're sticking out or that they, they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. I always think to myself that when I'm feeling a bit scared... And I'm a bit worried about whether I should be saying it or not or um, that I've slightly put myself out on a limb. That's probably when I'm doing some good. And so it's okay to feel a bit frightened. It's okay to feel a bit nervous. You just have to be courageous and speak through it. There's been an increasing trend at the moment that a lot of journalists now start their career by freelancing, which can cause a huge amount of pressure. So what would your advice be to those people who are starting out maybe fewer contacts than more experienced freelancers? I think it's really hard as a freelance, whatever age you are. I mean, I see a lot of young journalists. We have a lot a lot of people who come through the Sunday Times magazine, which I edit, and also on my Women in Journalism mentoring scheme. Um, I think it's... I think particularly when you're starting out, it's, it's probably easier if you're freelancing if you have an area of specialism. Um, and but also I think it's also important to remember that editors are always looking for new ideas Uh, something like a magazine or a newspaper gobbles ideas all the time so if you're a young person with great ideas I think it's really worth pitching them out there and seeing if you can get a get a, a, a foothold I think quite good to go and do some work experience somewhere so that people know you not just as an email I mean I probably get 250 300 emails a day wow. I get have such email overload that I'm much more likely to remember something or take a picture from someone who's kind of is there on work experience I always try and talk to my work experiences and mm. ask them if they've got any ideas partly because they often have really good ideas and someone came in yesterday and she was talking about an incredible tutor she'd had at Cambridge who was 100 now and uh, who's a classicist and I said oh she sounds like a brilliant life in the day so she's actually doing that she should file it on Monday so there were always opportunities if you're there so speak up offer your ideas and be as kind of on the case and proactive as you can so maybe if you're not london based or in cardiff like us 
and maybe you can't get yourself in front of an editor, mm. what would make an application stand out for you? We've heard cases of people maybe putting their CVs on cakes or sending things along <laughs> with their CVs. Does oh, that cakes. really work for you? Well, cakes are always welcome in my office. Um, no, more realistically, I I think it's about the quality of the ideas. If if somebody sends you something, you think, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. I'm a I'm like a magpie. I'm always on the lookout for things I didn't know about to put in the magazine. So, and what you have to remember is, as kind of youngsters, your view of the world and the things that you know about and that is interesting will be very different from what I know. So remember that that's a you know that's an opportunity. With the paywall that the Times and Sunday Times have as part of their model. We've noticed that on social media, some of the articles aren't shared as much as other publications which are kind of open. Yeah. So with this in mind, what emphasis do you place on the online profile of the journalists who work for you and how much do you look for that when you're... Uh, I think it's really, I mean, it's increasingly important and often some of the subjects that we will cover in the magazine can be related to what kind of a hit we'll get on social media from doing them. Particularly behind the paywall, you have to be... Uh, you, you have to make a, a big noise in order to get people in there. So we're very, we're quite, um, we try to be quite clever about the things that we put out on social media, really good quotes from a piece. I mean, I think the ones that are really big do take off. If you think last weekend we had, uh, what was it, 10, 10, um, uh, 10, uh, 10 floors of whores, the big story about the <laughs> Chelsea Cloister prostitute scandal. Or um, we also had a big profile of Seamus Milne in the magazine and that got retweeted by Carol Cadwell from The Observer. And So if, if, people, if the story's good enough and it's interesting enough, then it gets shared. And, and often our stuff will go viral. And of course, if you do what we call registered access, you can you just put in your email and then you can read I think it's at least two stories for free so it's not like the, the paywall's not as hard as it was mm. um, so I think that that helps but um, I also think that the big stories that we have in the Sunday Times go everywhere and the paywall isn't isn't really a, an obstacle and we have to have the paywall because we believe that we do news which is worth paying for and as I was talking about earlier the financial model for most of journalism is pretty messed up and you all have to accept that if if you're going to have jobs and if there's going to be quality journalism people have to pay for it um and so we're very un unrepentant and unapologetic about our paywall mm. and it actually interestingly the guardian people like that who were so anti it are now bringing in something pretty similar themselves yeah do you have lots of subscriptions yourself what kind of stuff do you go on to read oh, well i'm pretty lucky because i get sent everything at work but i do what do I, I can tell you what i read i i always read the spectator and the new statesman i read the new yorker and you read the new york review of books um i read the british british papers um i think that those long-form periodicals the atlantic um, online, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Huffington Post and mm. the Beast and those kind of things. Uh, I'm a pretty voracious UK Press Gazette. M most most things that come across me, I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm always pretty omnivorous on what I read and lots and lots of novels because of course we're being sent books, all the books which are coming out all the times and quite often there's good things that come out of those. I know you've spoken extensively about the challenges of being a female interviewer. I'm thinking especially about an incident you had with a famous comedian. <laughs> what advice would you give to women starting out in the industry who want to be interviewers and want to get into those senior editorial positions which are still very much male-dominated? 
I think increasingly there are more women at the top. We've got a woman news editor now at the Sunday Times and a deputy editor who's a woman. There's a deputy editor of the Times as a woman, editor of the Guardian as a woman. That's a lot better than it was 20 years ago when I joined. Um, I think in terms of interviews, a lot of the best interviews are women. Decker Aikenhead, uh, Lynn Barber. I mean, there's some brilliant interviews around there. Lots of them are lots of them are female. Um, in terms of how you go from being a writer to being an editor, personally, I've always done both. And I actually um, insist that most of my top team all go and write something, write, write themselves sometimes. Because it's very, it's very easy to forget the, the, um, the horror of the blank screen, which we all know. And actually, it's, it's very easy once somebody's sent you the piece to go, oh, this doesn't work or it needs moving around. But actually, it's very important to remember how hard it is to actually just start with the blank screen and write something. And so I try and make my editors do that. And I do it myself from time to time. I put myself in harness and I go off and do an interview because it's really, it, it's a discipline that's, that's really important that you go on doing. And also it's really important to have some kind of sympathy and some respect and some empathy for the poor people who are writing for you all the time. That's great. Do we have time for one more question? Yeah, I think we can do one more. You do. So I wanted to ask, you're the chair of Women in Journalism. You've set up lots of mentoring schemes from senior journalists to more young journalists. How could student journalists today go about approaching mentors and finding someone to give them some guidance? Well, the first thing you can do if you're a woman is join Women in Journalism because we say that we'll try and match um, match you with a mentor um, if you if you apply to our scheme. I spend a lot of my time harassing other women in the industry to be uh, mentors. And what we do is everyone who's been through our mentoring scheme then becomes a mentor themselves for the more junior ones. So when you we don't we won't take you while you're still um, at university. But when you come out, if you join up, we'll try and find you a kind of mini mentor, as it were, mm. because that what's good about them is that they're much more at that point. So there's a lovely woman on my magazine called Megan Agnew, who's just come out of City um, and she's done really well. She's on the magazine now and I've just asked her to be a mentor for the, the next lot coming out. So we do it in two tiers. So the kind of more junior ones can advise on how you get into the industry, work experience, what works, what doesn't. And then we have the more senior women mentoring people who are a bit further up in their careers. We, we think that that works better. But I think it really works and we've really seen lots of people getting jobs and getting on. And I think it's all about boosting confidence and knowing that there are people out there who are rooting for you. We really, really need more female voices, more diversity in the industry. Something I feel really passionate about because I think it changes the agenda, the kind of stories that get covered, how they're covered. And that really affects how women see themselves. I mean, I bang on a lot about what I'd say the media needs to reflect society as it truly is. It can't be a distorting mirror. And if the lens that the media views everything through, through is um, particularly pale, male and stale, then we don't get a true reflection of what's going on in the country in our press. So I will bang, keep banging the drum for um, more women and more diversity generally.